Let me tell you about my night routine really quickly because I'm about to have the most. Okay. I was raised in Miami. Oh, I bet. Of oh, all I time. bet. Yeah. So for those listening, tomorrow I jet off by jet off on a fucking middle seat United flight to Panama <laughs> for <laughs> my best childhood friend's wedding. Who's not listening, Yay. but we love you. Shout Who's out. Who's never listening, but we love you so much. <laughs> and I'm so excited. I'm also nervous because I have to give a speech. You're going to crush. Thank you. But I need so everyone tonight. to know that not only are you giving a speech, but you also already prepped for her to heckle you, which was the oh, smartest yeah. thing you've ever done. She's a, she's a comedian um, and a bitch. So I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready I'm so to get excited heckled. to hear about it. Please have someone film it. I, I'll have my mom. She'll fail. Okay. I'll have my sister. Okay, I'll have good. my sister do it. Good. I'll have my sister do it. Um, but yeah. so anyway, I leave tomorrow. It's 90 degrees over there. It's pissing rain in California, which means that everybody here is crying inside. Uh-huh. You guys are- I, I cried all day yesterday. So Meadow, I need you guys to know, <laughs> was 10 minutes from my house, not even on a highway, like back streets, seven minutes. I text her, come over. She said, no. the roads are so crazy right now. I can't. It's you so were crazy. A five minute drive. <laughs> it's I'm re- sprinkling. Yeah, it was more about my mood than about the roads. To be yeah. fair, no, it's okay. I'm just. I'm I was just really. I was crying all day yesterday. But no, it was. I tell me you're raised in San Diego. Like I wasn't raised in Florida. I don't know what to do when water falls from the sky. You you guys make cry me with panic. It. I cried with the world. Yeah. <laughs> you Sorry, guys panicking going. and not knowing what to do makes me panic because you guys just become stupider drivers. No, it's an it's a nightmare. Stupider? Get back to your Miami night. It's a nightmare. Anywhere. More stupid. Stupider? Is stupider a word? Stupider's got to be a word. I'll fact check you. Okay. Well, you fact check. I'll tell you about my Miami routine. So tomorrow I'm going to Panama. It's going to be 90 degrees. I'm pale as fuck. Okay. It's barely February. I'm ghastly looking, which means the little pelitos all over my body are also dark because I'm not in the sun and my arm hairs aren't bleach blonde. Right. So because I'm raised in Miami, I'm going to Jolene my whole body tonight. Absolutely. And then I have to wait a little bit so that like the the discoloration fades. Does Jolene really work that well? Girl. Jolene's like Nair, right? No. Jolene is bleach. Oh, I thought it was like the hair removal. No. Jolene is hair bleach. That me and all my Miami sisters would like bleach our little happy trails and our arms mm-hmm. and all those little fun things that Latin girls That's do. That's kind of cute. I might do that. I might copy yeah. you. Yeah. So I'm going to Jolene my whole body and then I'll do the whole shower routine and then I will self-tan. Why do you Jolene if you shave? Because when it grows in, it'll still be bleach? I don't shave my arms. Oh, my you're going to Jolene your arms. I'm going to oh, Jolene my arms and my stomach. Oh, got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. My arm hair is pretty blonde, so. Yeah, yeah, you have blonde hair. I'll Jolene I have, my I legs. Have dark, I have dark hair. Well, not, I have dark hair on my legs. Shave though. your legs. Yeah, but... Whatever. We don't have to get into it. I'm going to digress. I'm gonna, I was going to go into a whole diatribe, but it's so unnecessary. What are you looking at? More texts from my mom telling me how inappropriate Whoa. one of the dresses is. <laughs> it's not. It's not that deep. They didn't let her wear it. You know, she said it's for you a date night. You look amazing in it. I'm like, date night to a gala? Like, what are you talking about? Anyway. The good news is we have another wedding you can wear it to if, God mm-hmm. forbid, you decide you mm-hmm. can't wear it. If you were following me two years ago... And heard the saga on my Instagram of me wanting to wear this like orange dress to my cousin's wedding and my mom straight up calling me a whore. Similar things are happening, except this dress is not as intense. Well, because this dress is not bad. Right, right. Like This dress is not bad. It shows a little bit of cleavage. The bride says fantastic, wear it. The bride's mom is going to love it. 
my friends say That's it's all fine. That matters. But I just know Catholic Latin women. And my mom says it's too scandalous. It's my backup dress anyway for this wedding. I have another dress. I say if mother of the bride is stoked, like rip it. That's me though. And it's not even one of those dresses that's like you're trying to like not that you could ever outdo the bride because they're the fucking bride, but it's not one of those. It's not no, like no. giving that Kendall Jenner dress that everybody was mad about. Right? No. Has no, yeah. It's completely it's opposite, a black dress. and you look stunning in it. Thank you. You're welcome. Should we do a Q and A? Yeah. Yeah. I'm Meadowlark, and I'm Gabriela, and this is Thoughts May Vary, the podcast that sits at the intersection of mental health, nuance, and community. And we're grateful you're here. And that's me. That's just a little bit about us. Yeah. And was that gimmicky <laughs> enough for the people? <laughs> Can I read them to you this time? Yes, please. I was hoping you would. What? Shut up. Really? We're yeah. on it today. I'm going to miss you so much. Will you send oh. me photos when you're gone? Yeah. I'm going to have separation anxiety. You know what? Because you kind of said it, we're going to start with a fun one, which is what are our morning and night routines and tips for how to build one? And then someone else also asked favorite ways to spice up a self-care routine. So like mm. morning and evening self-care routines, what do you do when you spice it up and tips to help build them? Do you want to go first? I absolutely can. I have my <laughs> entire morning routine written down, but it's not next to me. So let's try to do it by memory. So I really like to meet myself where I'm at. So I make a list of grounding self-care practices that I always turn to that I love. And then in the morning and evening, pick and choose my own adventure. Sometimes I do all of it. Sometimes I do one thing. Sometimes you don't get to do any of it. And I'm very gentle about it, but I have a list to help keep me grounded so I don't get distracted by other things because we all love lists over here. My morning list consists of reading for pleasure, 10, 20, 30 minutes, whatever, meditating. I put on my spiritual dance playlist and I like dance around the house. I do coffee affirmations. I don't look at my phone. Don't look at social media. Don't even touch a fucking computer besides putting on the playlist for two hours I usually walk the dog and do all that jazz. Fuck, now I'm not going to forget. Is there any other self-care stuff in there? You do your skincare? Yeah, but that doesn't count as self-care to me. That's just like getting ready. Mm -hmm. You know, my like real grounding practice. Oh, morning pages I'm doing right now. So like my real grounding practices for the morning are meditation, morning pages, reading, dance party in my living room by myself while I make my coffee, and then the coffee affirmations. Those are all like the really good grounding ones in the morning. And then typically getting outside to walk in the hall if it's not raining. Mm -hmm. My ways to spice that up are to like throw everything out the window and take myself on like a morning date. Like maybe I go get, buy a coffee instead of make it at home. Mm -hmm. Or maybe I like drive. Remember that one day I had where I drew, drove very far away to my old neighborhood mm -hmm. and went to the coffee shop I used to go to and kind of like had a neighborhood walk over there to start my day. So sometimes I'll do like throw a big wrench in the plan, but typically yeah. that one's pretty damn grounding. I feel like we should both start with morning and then switch to evening because okay. they're very different. Your morning routine has inspired me a lot in a lot of oh. ways. I don't keep a list in the way that Meadow does, but I do have things that I cycle through. But my yeah. non I have non-negotiables. I have non-negotiables. And even the phone goes out the window sometimes. Because right. sometimes I'll wake up anxious and instead of choosing the better thing, I'll like be like, fuck it, we're already here. And then I like yeah. lean in and I open social media and I check my email and I check texts and I respond to you and blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. We've all so been even there. that goes out the window sometimes. But my non-negotiables are I immediately go downstairs. Well, before that even happens. I've talked about it on here, but I do my little in my head oh, affirmations. That, 
One of mine too is visualizing hacking the theta state when you first wake up before you even move yeah. to kind of do all the visualization stuff. Yeah. Thank you for So I start every morning in my head immediately once I'm like, oh, I'm awake. I say, thank you for another day. And then I just kind of run through a little gratitude practice and list that I have and do a little wishing. And then I get out of bed and I'll immediately go downstairs. I usually put on my robe. I go downstairs. I open the blinds and I immediately stand on my balcony and just like get whatever sun is out there on my face immediately. That is like non-negotiable. My sister makes fun of me because she saw me do it. Best part. She saw me do it when I was here and she's like, she made fun of me simply because I go out there for like three seconds because I get hot. I get hot and I'm in my robe. Okay. But whatever. I'll try and get sun. Huberman would be so proud of you. You know, that's like a huge thing for your mental health. Thank you. I try and stretch a little bit on the balcony. I like lean against like the bar of the balcony. Zoe gets very nervous when he sees that I do it because it's going to fall and you know, but I, I, I lean and I stretch and do the whole thing. And then I come inside and then I take my probiotics. I drink my greens and then I'll get the coffee machine just like warmed up. And then I'll usually just kind of stand there and ice roll. While I'm like mm. just digesting and like being yeah. like, well, yeah, another day, bitch. And I <laughs> ice roll. And then lately I will. So this is now the point in the routine in be- after greens, before breakfast and coffee, where a few things will happen. Mm. Either one, I'll just finish ice rolling. I'll go upstairs. I'll do skincare, do that. Or I will do a quick meditation. Guided or unguided? I like guided. Mm-hmm. I like right now I'm into guided. Sometimes Me I don't too. like guided. Right now I'm into guided. I do phases. Then, I'm into guided right now as well. Yeah. So right now I'm into guided. I'm doing that. And then I will make my coffee, make my breakfast. And then while I eat that and drink that, I read a page or a page, a chapter of Creative Act, Rick Rubin's book, which I'm reading right now. I don't enjoy reading for pleasure in terms of more than that. Like I like digestible bites. Like I really liked that book, Mm. Journey to the Heart. That's just like Mm -hmm. little poetry affirmations. That's like a page long. I Mm -hmm. loved that book when I read through that. Rick Rubin's book, I microdose in the same way where it's like five pages a chapter and I just do that while I'm eating. That's the most I'll do. I don't Mm. enjoy more than that. That's my very can't relate. Yeah. And I also think it like prime it primes my brain in a fun way where it's like something that I'm already I don't know. It's like lending itself on. to like a nice start to your day. I hear that. And then usually when I wrap up breakfast, that's when I'll like start to open the laptop and I'll yeah. check. And then I'm usually sitting in my pajamas for like X amount of time before I like I'm same. like, oh I should get before dressed. Before I actually get ready. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. I don't get dressed till like the afternoon. Today I did not get dressed. Fun fact, I'm absolutely in my pajamas right now. Love that for you. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Oh, how do I spice that up? Same. Sometimes it's like that, right? I spice it up by like going to a coffee shop and getting myself a cute little croissant with mm-hmm. my coffee. That's usually the extent that it'll That's go. That's like the extent of the spice. Or I'll like, <laughs> I'll, I'll spice up like my breakfast. Sometimes I'll make pancakes yeah. or like I'll like romanticize and make myself like a cute ass little breakfast or sometimes I'll play music. Sometimes I'll listen to a podcast because usually my non-negotiable is no noise. I'm yes, very sensitive to yeah. noise. Mm-hmm. Even when Zoe sleeps over, he leaves for work so early that he's out of the house by the time I'm doing this stuff because he leaves Same. at like 7.40 and that's when I'm like getting up anyway. So it's Same. perfect. But like the other day he worked from home and I was like, so is it, I need it's you a nightmare. to talking to me. You and I could not agree on this more because Aaron has to be at work by 8 a.m. So same, same. And I have my whole morning routines by myself. And the way I spice it up is by yelling at Aaron to stop speaking to me before I have my coffee because I have my routines and like his, his presence 
is overwhelming. It makes me so mad. Because Aaron wakes up like ready to – he's like, I want to amp up. He's like ready to fucking rumble. And I'm like, please, please. What are we going to do when we have kids? You think we're going to have to wake up even earlier? (gasps) Yeah. That's what people say is you just wake up before they wake up to do all the things. Because it really makes me anxious when people start talking to me like that. I know. Unless it's like a barista. But also our kids will be raised. Why do you, how do you think I have that phrase? My dad's rule was no speaking to me before coffee. So you can also be the parent with the, with the rule. Yeah. Plus, especially if our two dingbats are hyped up first thing in the morning, (laughs) then they can take care of it. Like that's your time of day to shine, babe. (laughs) Pop off. Such a deep slumber today. I normally wake up when he does stay here during the week. I normally wake up when he wakes up, even if I'm like still sleeping, but like I hear him. This morning, he like went to go kiss me goodbye, and I jumped like I was being kidnapped. I was so startled. <laughs> I don't know this rain, dude. Uh, the rain's killing me too. Okay, what's your night routine? Okay, so you well, you made some good points that I forgot about. So I do do the visualization, and I was doing yoga with Adrian mm-hmm. every morning of January, and it changed my life, and I fucking loved it. So I I stopped doing that because I was in LA for a little bit, but I want to get back into that. I will say my evening routine. Is kind of, so like my whole routine post work, let's say I am a, I'm an afternoon workout or, or I don't understand people that do it in the mornings. It's so not for me. I'm not warmed up. I love using my body to get out of my head and the intellect I was in all day and move down into my body to transition for the evening. It's my favorite thing in the world. So I love like an afternoon workout, whether it's at home or a Pilates class or whatever it is. I don't always do it, but it it is a gorgeous transition. Or I just utilize my second dog walk of the day as that gorgeous transition. Um, And then I kind of do any or all the things. Like Aaron and I really love to be together and separate. So we'll like come together and talk and then pack our days into our thing. And then he'll like play his little games and I'll make dinner or something (laughs) like that. You know, he plays his little games or I play dinner. We play bananagrams together sometimes or phase 10 or something like that. And then we coast into our evenings by ourselves. So I'll do sometimes a shower self-care. Sometimes I read some more. Sometimes I like research fun projects or like go down random internet rabbit holes of like things that are interesting to me that have nothing to do with anything because I like to research random stupid things. You know, you Mm -hmm. see one TikTok and all of a sudden you're on the internet scouring information about whatever historical event. Right. And then I do, sometimes I journal at night, but I've been loving journaling in the morning. And then I also, while falling asleep again, like in the morning, like to hack that theta brain state and do a little... Like whether it's in its most basic form, it's essentially like a prayer and gratitude. Mm-hmm. In its longer form, it'll be a journaling, a deep meditation, like a subconscious reprogramming type of thing, coasting into my sleep, which love. I very much love. And that's I love kind that. Of it. Very simple. Like just existing in my home is self care. Just like oh, yeah. cooking and cleaning and putting on a good playlist while I like clean and tidy up and just like decompressing and being mean existing in my space in and of itself is the real self-care. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. How about I you? co-sign. I co-sign. I like Meadow. I really enjoy breaking up the day or like ending my, my work day with movement and working out. I prefer it, but I don't know how long I can keep this up because mm. right now I'm working longer hours. Mm-hmm. When I'm like, it, it then reminds me where I was like when I was living in New York and I was like, no wonder I never cooked because I would like finish work late, go to the gym and then come home and I'd be like ravenous, eat whatever, cooking, it's go to bed. Yeah. Right. 
I don't want to do that. I like to be right. eating dinner by like 7.30. Same. So that means like I have to do all the other stuff like first, but I don't always right. have the time to do it. So I think I'm trying to balance the days of the week that I work out. I have like certain classes that I really enjoy that are like an early evening class. And mm. so I'll keep those. And then I think I'm going to try my hardest this year to start getting in some morning workout days mm -hmm. because I do love cooking so much. And the days that I end up working really late, I can't like, want to cook. I did it yeah. the other day and I was in the worst mood ever. Yeah. Like none yeah. of the things that were enjoyable for me were enjoyable. And I literally ate like the chicken and stuff was done before the vegetables and all the other shit that I made. And I was just over the counter, like a fucking animal, just like yep. eating the chicken with my hands. Been there. And then I ate the veggies like plain by themselves later. Yeah. Been there. So anyway, but I am like meadow in that way. So I, I'll do some sort of movement, not every day, but like that's how I typically like to end the day. And then I will shower, do my skincare. There's nothing like doing your skincare and showering and being lathered early, like early. Oh, it's the best. Cause I need, I need it best. to soak into my skin before I'm like sticking to my pillowcase. Yeah. You know, I need it yes. to, to really get into the deep layers of my dermis. It's the best. So I do that. Best. I love cooking and depending on my mood of the day, I either cook in total silence. I love the sound of cooking. Not really. I really like the sound of cooking. Gorgeous so, mindfulness. Yeah. Gorgeous. So I'll either cook in silence or I'll like watch something on YouTube or I'll have like a Gilmore Girls-esque show on in the background. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Something mm -hmm. like that happens. And then I'm like a big TV bitch at night. Like I won't lie to you. Like I like- I love TV. If I'm alone, I like I will definitely be watching TV while I eat or YouTube or something and mm -hmm. or I'll like FaceTime somebody like- not really when I eat, but like maybe that usually is the time of night that like I'll talk to like my cousin or my sister or like whatever. Mm -hmm. And then it just depends. If Zoe's here, if we're like watching a show together, we'll do that. If not, we'll just have separate time. Mm -hmm. I like enjoy reading a few pages before bed, but that's like wind once down. I'm already in bed to like wind down my brain, especially if I was watching a lot of TV. I enjoy watching TV when I cook and when I clean. We all know I don't have a dishwasher because I yell about it all the time. So <laughs> dishwashing is like my TV or YouTube time too. Mm -hmm. So I do love that. But I do make a point to last hour before bed, no device. Yeah. Beyond music if I want it. But I try to make that a point. I don't do social media. The screen yeah. time in terms of TV, I lag on more. Like I'm fine yeah. with not stimulate. Like I need to put away my social media by, by like at least 8 p.m. Oh my gosh. I try to by like five, six. Yeah. Tops. Usually me too. Like usually by the time I'm working out, I'm like, all right, you're done for the day. Same. Same. But that doesn't always happen. So I'd be I'm Social media with said like I try to treat it like a nine to five. I'm like I'm yeah. clocked out. And then, yeah, I do my little prayers at night and my mindfulness, like gratitude little prayers in my head and then I'm out like a fucking light. Yeah. Was that really say, boring to talk about? No, I don't think so. I think it's interesting because I, I love hearing about other people's routines. Okay. People make, people make 45 minute podcasts just about their routines. Okay. We've, yeah. we made 20 minutes. I love your routine. I love my routine. I think they're similar and different in great ways. I think in terms of tips for building them, I really love what both you and I do, which is we know our grounding practices that work for us, but we're also willing to meet the present moment with whatever we need mm -hmm. and offer ourselves a lot of grace and compassion for the days you just totally fuck up and throw it out the window. Mm -hmm. And I say fuck up lightly. Yeah. I think you just have to meet yourself where you're at that day. Like there is yeah. nothing. Okay. So I think I talked about this in the, in the first YouTube video that I posted of 2024, where that week in between New Year's and Christmas, I really made it a point to ask myself, 
every single day, what do you want to do today? And mm. I would just do it. And I wouldn't have like guilt around like – if my answer was like, I want to stay inside and not leave my house and not open the blinds and like just be cozy, I wouldn't have guilt around like, well, it's a beautiful day. Go to the park. Or like you live in Los Angeles. What are you doing? Or like your friends are more active. Like I wouldn't – I would just do what the – Ever the fuck I wanted to do. And it was so nice. And so I feel like I treat my morning and evening routines that way, where I genuinely am like, what do you want right now? Mm-hmm. And by the way, waking up earlier, like before I used to not give myself the time to do that, I would like wake up as close to as possible of me having to start work. And now I don't. Exactly like I, I wake it. up at least an hour and a half before my computer, like from seven to yeah. nine. My thing is blocked. My calendar is blocked. And like, yes, you know, there's always the case of the odd call that you need to take early, whatever the fuck. But for the most part, from seven to nine, don't bother me. I also think just being open in that way also allows you to meet yourself around when your tried and true coping mechanisms, you wake up one day and they just don't fucking work anymore. Cause that's very yeah. real. And it happens or something happens and you break your arm and you don't have access to write in your journal or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. So I think like keeping that little room for magic and keeping that room as it's almost like a, um, intuition exercise. What you're doing is mm-hmm. you're learning to listen to yourself and you're learning to take the time to slow down and really understand like what you're asking for and how, and how to listen to that call and response. And I think that's beautiful. Oh, you know to... what I also like doing at night? I like um, editing at night. So even though it's like a YouTube work, video, yeah, even though it's like work, I I like the process. It's of, creative. Yeah, I like doing that work. at night when it's like dark and like I'm in my yeah. I'm on my couch. I agree. I often like to write at night because I find mm. I'm more I'm like stewing and like creative, and it's mm. easier to like romanticize like being a writer at night. I used to, this is like back when I could drink better than I could now. I used to at night, like 8 PM, I would, you know, get in my little cozy chair or whatever, pull up my computer and literally pour myself a whiskey. Cause I was like, that's my writing drink. That's so funny. So dumb. Camera malfunctions as per usual. Oh, I forgot. I literally forgot I was asking them. I was like, yeah, yeah. ask me. <laughs> How do you balance following the fear and fear as a warning? In other words, how do you know when fear is a warning or if it's self-doubt? And for context, this is specifically about knowing when it's time to move on from a job when you really love the people you work with. But I think that separation of fear as a warning versus following the fear is a larger conversation too. Right. Because my answers are different. Like for the job thing, I fucking love a pro-con list. Look at the facts. Mm -hmm. I love a pro con list. If you don't, then there's so many variables that go into. Do you feel like there's room for growth? Are you do you feel like there's only lateral moves available? Do you have the work like balance you're looking for long term? Yeah. Is there opportunity for raise? Is it the environment you like? Is it the career that you mm-hmm. like? Like, there's so many other things. Mm-hmm. That's why I think pro con lists and getting really clear on like what you actually want and making sure that those needs are being met or there's at least opportunity for growth in those values growth. for those yeah. needs. That's what I would say around that. To Be Magnetic is cool for this. I really like their podcast episodes talking about different like intuitive pings. And I mm. think that that has been really helpful for me in terms of like getting very clear on when something feels like anxious and like I have to do it right now. And if I don't do it right now, the opportunity is going to be gone. And like I'm like running a mile a minute to like try and do this thing and try and grab it and capture it. And I'm like panicked around it. That usually is not a good sign, mm-hmm. even though in my, my, my rational brain is like, yes, do it, do it, do it. But everything inside me is like every fire alarm is going off mm-hmm. versus the like calm, I guess, because if we're talking about fear, it's not calm, but it's the like, I know that I'm uncomfortable because I'm growing. 
These are growing pains. That's why I'm because fe- whenever there's change, there's discomfort. But that's that discomfort is where growth exists happens. and happens. So if like you're feeling, I think you just have to be really, sorry, I'm going in circles, but you need to be really honest with yourself because you need to be able to identify when you're being full of shit to yourself and you're lying to yourself. Are you scared because you're insecure about your abilities, because you don't think you could get a better job, because you think this is the only place that's going to hire you and pay you this amount? Or are you scared because you actually don't want to leave your job and like all of that other stuff? But if you're just holding yourself back because you're afraid of being uncomfortable or you're insecure, then I think that is a conversation you need to have with yourself. I couldn't agree more with everything you're saying. And my version of that is just getting quiet with myself and and maybe it's, you know, going for a walk, maybe it's sitting down meditation, whatever it is, but getting quiet to like allow that truth to come out and allow to really see myself with where I'm at. Or maybe you even hash it out in therapy because maybe you're so stuck in a limiting belief or pattern or narrative that you can't see through your own fear in a way where you don't know how to parcel it out. And mm-hmm. that's a beautiful thing to bring with a coach or a therapist that can help ask the right questions to kind of work it out and hold that mirror to you to figure out what side of this is showing. Mm-hmm. But I, I think I think you hit the nail on the head. I think you hit the nail on the head. Thanks. I feel like my brain's yeah. not firing, so I appreciate that. No, I agree with everything you said. And I do I do feel differently about that as a general sense than specifically with this context too. Yeah, me too. So I liked that differentiation. What are your thoughts on giving advice to friends and how <laughs> to take it away? that? <laughs> You're the, I, um, I call you to tap in to tell me what's appropriate. I've, I've changed my mind about this many times over the course of my life. And I've acted differently with uh, over the course of my life. And I continue to change. So with who I am and the training I've had and the field that I've been in, I am now at the place where you can be my friend or I can be your coach and I'll bill you. <sighs> I think it's so easy to therapize your friends. Mm-hmm. If you come from this world. And I think I, in general, rather not give someone advice and rather be someone to talk with, to help what works best for them. Cause frankly, what works best for me isn't always going to work for you. Mm-hmm. Kind of think of it the same way we approach the podcast. I'm so happy to share how it's been for me and what my perspective would be on it for me, but then also open the conversation and ask questions to what that means for you with the complete expectation that that will be different than what I feel. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a mix of that. Yeah. Um, when I catch myself really not giving advice, really not giving opinions and only asking questions and holding mirrors and doing all this stuff, I, it leans so into like free coaching. And then I start noticing when the balance is off and when someone will give that back to me or when someone will even ask me about myself at a certain point, because I'm just holding that space over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. So I think it is very specific to who I am as a person, but in general, the advice section is more Here's how me with my unique vessel and experiences interprets that situation. What does that mean for you? Because you're a different person than me. I, I like to always ask in a non-annoying way, like, do you want my advice? Or do, do you want, me want advice or do you want me to listen? Exactly. We've said that on here before. It's the perfect place to start. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you want to give advice, speak to what it would mean to you and then open the door for something to be different for them. And you can't be mad if your friend doesn't take your advice. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It has nothing to do with you. So don't be mad at it. And also anyone like studying psychology or going into this field or doing that. Like I really, really highly recommend you to not fucking therapize your friends because you will get so emotionally drained and exhausted and then do a friendship audit and wake up and realize that like half your friends you could be billing because they don't actually know anything about you and your life and what's going on right now. And instead you're just there for them. And it's really shitty. And I, I feel it deeply not to project about my situation or anything. (laughs) Not like like we project on the show at all, 
<laughs> right, 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 right. I really relate to this one too. How to not feel guilty when you're not working out or walking due to being sick or on your period or working from home. <laughs> God, I relate <sighs> to this and I feel this deeply. Do you want to share your thoughts first? How to not feel guilty around it? Um, yeah. It is a daily battle. The amount of times right. that I'm like, you lazy bitch when I don't yeah. get up and walk. I'm, I don't know how. I don't know how. I The walking thing, especially because I'm like, you work from home. Take right. the walk. Walk around the fucking block. Who cares? So that I am definitely working on. I think trying to, at least for me, trying to view it less as a guilt-ridden thing and more of I want to treat my body right mm-hmm. and I want to make it feel good. So how can I reward her? Mm-hmm. The other day we had an episode where we were talking about habits and you made a point that I really liked where you were like, when you don't show up for the habits that you want to have, it you convince yourself and you show yourself that you're not capable of showing up for yourself. Mm-hmm. Self-trust. Absolutely. Yeah. And I've really liked that and I held on mm. to that. And so I look at this sort of similarly where when you can be really honest with yourself about where you want to be in terms of whether it's your health goals, your fitness goals, or just like mentally getting out of the house for 10 minutes during the day or on your lunch break or whatever. If you can commit to those small things that you're doing every single day, then the days that you don't want to do it, it's fine. And that guilt, Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe that guilt for some people would exist more, but for me, those days where I'm like, Oh God, I'm just tired. I actually trust my body to be like, mm-hmm. let me just stay in and not go because I'm tired. And I know that I've like done what I needed to do throughout the week to treat my body well with respect. Mm-hmm. And right now it's just asking me to fucking chill and I'm going to indulge it in that. That yep. works for me. I-, I could see that very easily going the other way for some people being like, I need to do this every single day. And if not, I'm going to fall out of my routine and my habit. And like, I and that guilt could maybe get higher, but at least for me personally, that's how that works. Part of the reason it, that does work for me is the data involved with it. So one, rest is productive. We've talked about the stress curve 112 fucking times. I'm going to save <laughs> our breath this time. Watch it on my TikTok about me yelling at Gabby for it. Rest is productive. So that right there appeases those days. Also, on your period, you are not meant to work out. You are meant to rest. You're meant no. to rest. Like uh, I used to do hit like blogilates hit videos on my period back in college when i thought that yes can you imagine what i was doing to my nervous system and my cortisol like when you start learning about no. different things and you provide yourself the data then the guilt kind of appeases itself as well as when you show up for yourself in other capacities because you fucking just need to rest sometimes and that's okay. So when it comes to period and things like that, I get it. The work from home thing, girl, I almost said bitch. I didn't mean to call you a bitch, but bitch, <laughs> I got a dog literally to try to make me go on these walks. Yeah. And then I found myself getting extremely frustrated because it takes us 45 minutes to go two blocks. And I was like, I got a dog with two inch legs. So like, yeah. that's cute that I thought I was going to get me outside. It does, but barely. So my coping with it is now waiting to buy a fucking walking pad so that when I'm either on calls or like if I'm doing research for the podcast or something like that, and it doesn't involve me needing to do other things. I'm going to try to be on a fucking walking pad. Yeah. I'm right now, that's my too. next – that's the next thing I want to do because it's ridiculous. I should be able to walk around the house, but sometimes you can't. Sometimes you're taking calls. Sometimes you're fielding things. Sometimes I need to be doing other stuff. So I'm going to compromise and budget for a little walking pad right now because that feels like it's going to be really supportive to me at this time. 
Yeah, I'm going to do the same thing. I'll join you. I'm going to do the same thing. But yeah, when you show up for yourself in other ways, just practice. Maybe that's also a cool, if it's guilt, maybe that's a cool opportunity to look at how guilt shows up in other facets of your life and like where you can be more gentle about it. And maybe where you're not taking accountability for certain things. Like Mm. is the guilt stemming from needing accountability? Is it stemming from like a, a limiting belief or not like allowing yourself to rest? Like I think that's a cool thing to explore in other areas as it comes up. Mm-hmm. And then try new ways to take an accountability in some and then give yourself gentleness in others. This is my favorite question. Where do you listen to Ram Dass lectures and do you have favorites? Absolutely, I do. <laughs> take it away. So there are Ram Dass lectures on YouTube, which are wonderful. My favorite one off the top of my head is Keeping Your Heart Open in Hell. But I listen to the Ram Dass Here and Now podcast. This is where they post all his lectures all the time. It's a podcast. I They always have an intro for 10 minutes every single time. I don't even know who the, the hosts are. I skip 10 minutes and go straight to the lecture. <laughs> don't know. I have a lot of favorites. I don't always save them. I have two saved off the top of my bat that I can tell you. Episode 189, Cyberspace and Consciousness, and episode 205, Helping Each Other Get Free. Those are two mm. that I specifically have bookmarked and saved, but I love them all, and I find that Sometimes you just take the intuitive hit and put one on and it's exactly what you need to hear that day. They are indeed what I tend to listen to when I do my 45-minute two-block neighborhood walk with Mahal. Mm-hmm. I love listening to Ram Dass while being out in nature Okay, because it, it feels easier to connect to source. Mm-hmm. Point blank period. Do you have a favorite? I know you don't. No. I'm, just I'm like, you. can't relate. Not that I wouldn't. I just have never dabbled gone down that rabbit hole i'll send you those too see if you like yeah would love how to find balance between romanticizing versus being pessimistic pessimistic in dating that's a hard one for me because i as a libra am a hopeless romantic and i would over romanticize every situation i've ever been in constantly and tended to really fluff up and play out scenarios in my head and fantasies because i'm that girl so i I, that was a hard one for me (laughs) I made up so many. Dude, so If funny. I liked them. So embarrassing. I made yes, up if I liked so them. many freaking yeah. stories. This is my answer. Romanticize the facts. Hmm. We're going back to facts here. I Romanticize the facts. Romanticize yeah. the actual dates you're going on, getting ready, exploring yeah. whatever you're doing, the, the texting that you guys have, the phone calls, the FaceTimes, like – that is fine to be so like stupid lovey-dovey in and be like, oh my God, this is so exciting. It's so fun. Like how cute, how chic, whatever. Don't get caught up romanticizing stories that do not exist. Exactly. Don't name the kids. Exactly. Don't plan the yeah. wedding. Don't start the yep. Pinterest board. Don't like exactly. all the crazy shit. Don't tell yourself like, oh my God, he hasn't called me because he is just so busy with work and his work is just so important and I love that quality about him, but it's fine that he hasn't called me in two weeks. Like no one's that fucking busy. I don't care what you do. Right. Don't romanticize to make yourself feel better about what is not being provided to you. That is like the most important thesis statement of this yeah. whole point. <laughs> exactly. I, it exactly. took every brain cell in my brain to fire, to cells don't fire, do they? Yeah, it do. took all of this or not this big ass I head mean, to just form that thought right? yeah okay we're doing great today let's move on yeah but I completely agree I completely agree and I don't think I think pessimism a lot in dating can really be reframed when you realize a it's not that deep and b like it's a some things I know it feels like it's about you but sometimes it's not like people want to be loved in a way that maybe it's not the way you love 
that doesn't have to be about you. People want something that you don't have instead of making that, Oh, I don't have this thing. No, if you're, you have so many special things and that will be what someone is looking for. If it's not them, like that doesn't have to be this big thing about you and this big narrative and drama that hurts your feelings. Yeah. Again, that kind of balance of like accountability and where can you show up and like learn to be a better lover or a better dater or a better listener or whatever Mm -hmm. that may be versus romanticize the fact that it's not that deep and it doesn't always have to be about you and that you're special and like that hope still is alive in whatever you meet the present moment in. Also just in general, romanticizing, let's be very clear, romanticizing whatever means being mindful. Like when people are like, oh, I romanticize this. I romanticize my more. You know what that is? That's being mindful, mm-hmm. meeting the present moment, not thinking about anything else and being fully indulgent in the gorgeous here and now. So just throwing yeah. that out there. Also like, no, I was going to go down a rabbit hole about dating, about people being like, dating sucks and I hate this and I hate that and whatever. But sometimes, and I get it, look, the streets can be a scary place, but especially if you want a relationship and like, that's what you're right. looking for. Right. I, I hear you. But in the same way of like enjoying the present moment and how we talked in the last solo episode about what to do when you're not happy with where you're not at yet, yes. enjoy some of the bullshit. Like yeah. it's, it, it's fun. Dating is yeah. fun. If you let it be fucking fun. Yeah. Yes. There's some total lamos out there, whatever. But like, there's nothing like having a crush. It's for the book. It's for the story. It's for the plot. Yes. Like, keep it pushing. Keep, keep it, it pushing. pushing. It's a fun. funny story, whatever. And like Meadow exactly. said, don't don't internalize it. Don't make it personal. And wish them well. Wish them well on their way. And call in even better for you. You know. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Okay, we're ending on a fun one that doesn't okay. have anything to do with mental health. And I kind of love when we get those questions because okay. it's not often. So it's fun. Tips for styling baggy clothing. She says, I look frumpy and you guys do it so well, which is sweet. And listen, it's, you're getting our good angles. You're seeing us in photos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're seeing us in photos. Okay. Everyone, we've all been there. Okay, wait. There is a TikTok that I really like. Her name is Bianca Tomash. She is so fun. I love her tomboy fan wardrobe tips. I think she's a great styling person. And she also puts a lot of different links to where to shop in your when you're in your 30s, when you're in your late 20s. Like we're not mm-hmm. doing the trends. We're not doing the bullshit, whatever. Mm-hmm. Even though tomboy fan, I feel like is a trend, but it's also a lifestyle, whatever. <laughs> I think <Sorry>. the key, <laughs> I think the key to oversized is if one thing has no shape to it, Put something else that maybe is a little bit more snatched or if you're doing the full overs, like if your jacket, let's say your jacket's big and your pants are big, maybe wear a smaller top or even if you wear a bigger top, make sure that that leather jacket maybe is like cinched in the back a little bit or has like an interesting structure. Like I love a shoulder pad or like a really like stiff arm that like adds a little dimension. Yes. That's the word I'm looking for, silhouette. When in doubt... No makeup, a little do, a lip, slick your hair, put on some fun earrings, accessorize in that way, and like you automatically look cool as fuck. You're not gonna look frumpy. Completely agree. I think accessories make a big deal. Mm -hmm. I heard someone say this on TikTok, and I don't always follow it, but I found it to be a beautiful rule of thumb that was one of three things need to always exist, whether it's silhouette and structure or a pop of color or texture. So like if you have all one color and it looks boring, have all one color, but different textures, like a a knit with Mm -hmm. the leather or whatever it may be. If, you know, that doesn't work, then you have a one pop of color somewhere. If that doesn't work, at least the structure and silhouette or you belt it in a weird way Mm -hmm. or wear the shirt upside down or in a different, be creative with it. Like those are all fun tips. But same with Gabby. Most of the time what I'm doing is big, big, pull my hair back, and have highlighter on. And I just call it a day. 
There is nothing that looks worse than when I have a big ass outfit on and my hair's down. I look no, you. I can't. Like I just I crawled. Like I can't a, do it of a out of a sewer. Sewer. Yeah, same. Can't do it. Hair has to be back if I'm wearing big stuff. And also, like, do it for the girls, the girls and the gays. Fuck yeah. the guys. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Where will you feel cute in? The amount of times we've also said this on here before, but the amount of times that I get dressed or Aaron gets dressed and we both do not like each other's outfit, but we yeah. feel great. The last time, remember last time I came to LA, the, before I left, I was planning my outfits because we were going to different events and Aaron was mm-hmm. like, I don't think that's doing the look that you think it's doing. And I was like, Jacques, how dare you? Wait till the girls <laughs> see Jacques. it. And what happened? I walked into your door and you went, this is your new look. This is exactly what you need that to be doing. That outfit he didn't like? That's the outfit. Yes. He was wrong. He was completely wrong. Meadow, guys, walked into my apartment and I looked at her and I was like, I don't even know how to say this to you without being really mean about your past identity. So just like, don't even take it that way. But like, you, this is your look. Like, you've never looked I better. I was giving the rope. No, yeah. what did I say to you? I said, you look grown. Yeah. You looked I looked hot. Grown. I looked sexy. I looked grown. I looked important. I looked confident. You looked like a 30-year-old woman who looked like it was all Kate and the row and none of it was. Yes. And that's what you looked yes. like you were wearing. And it was yeah, chic it as fuck. Literally Aaron, was like the gap wrong. in Reformation and vintage from my mom. So anyone, you can make it happen, honey. And Aaron was wrong. So dress for yourself. Dress for yourself or your best friend. That's it. Was that really the last question? Yeah. Wow. We might have gotten more that rolled through and I just didn't get them in time, but we were trying to meet a deadline. We got Panama to get you to. Hello. I know. Sorry. This is a little shorty pants of an episode. If you need to catch up on a good episode, go back and listen to Dana's entire inspiring life story. <sighs> Dana Dang, we love you. We love you so much. I'm so sorry. ride or die. But I need to finish packing. I mean, I can't wait to okay. FaceTime my mom. This is the beauty of her coming with me to a wedding. I'm going to FaceTime her. I don't have any earrings to wear. And I'm going to be like, <laughs> open your jewelry drawer, bitch. Let's FaceTime. Someone on, I haven't posted it yet, but did I tell you this already? Someone on TikTok asked for a jewelry tour. I got like a couple comments about it. And I was like, I wear the same thing every day, but okay. And then so I tried fun. to film it. And I was like, every single thing I stole from my mom. It's like mm-hmm. Arcane MLA, Amazon earrings, and mm-hmm. then stolen jewelry from my mother. I was like, I yeah. have no answers for you. Yeah, pretty much. It's the best. That's the best. Have the time of your life and send me so many virtual postcards. Thank you. I'm very excited. And then also let me help let me help vote on what your rehearsal dinner look is. Okay. As you pack. Love you. Thanks for okay, listening. Okay, TTYL. Bye. Love you. See you next week. Bye. How's it going, y'all? It's Aaron. Don't let your Monday suck. Don't have those Sunday scaries. I'm tired of everybody waking up in the week saying, ah, shit, it's Monday. You know what goes down? TMV releases every week on Mondays. Make sure you rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're watching YouTube, yes, TMV has a YouTube. Be sure to subscribe and ring that noti bell and never miss a thing. And also, join the TMV familia by joining the Thoughts May Vary Patreon and by following at Thoughts may vary pod on Instagram and TikTok. Thank you for listening. There you go. Thanks, baby. Gotcha.